relationships are intricate and complex. Sometimes they just work and it's like, oh, this is so nice. This is giving me life. And sometimes they are work and it's pretty draining. Well, growing up with an emotionally immature parent is work. And it's easy to lose ourselves in the jungle of their intense emotional experiences. Well, today we're taking a machete to that jungle path and we are getting you out of there. And we're going to simplify things and focus on your experiences only. Just you, not them, you. So we're going back to basics today, but oh, do not underestimate the importance of these practices. I cannot wait for you to reintroduce yourself to you. All right, let's get started. See you in a minute. Hey, it's Vicki Smith. Welcome to Power to the Pleasers podcast. Want to start doing things on your terms and finally feel confident just being yourself in relationships? Well, you've landed in the right place. Here we break down your people-pleasing and perfectionistic patterns so you can move from being polite and doing it right to showing up, speaking up, and even laughing it up with people. Not sure it's possible? Well, stick around, friend. I'll show you how. everybody. Welcome. We are finishing up our series on emotionally immature parents. So this is the last episode in that series. And um, guess what? This one is focused on you, right? I feel like we should be, you know, having Lizzo in the background, like it's about damn time, right? (laughs) That is finally focused on us. (laughs) And so this episode is going to help you get back to yourself um, to collect the pieces that you've lost along the way by being in a relationship with an emotionally immature parent that calls all of your attention away from you and towards them. Um, And speaking of, if you've landed in this episode and you're not sure what I'm talking about, I am going to get you up to speed. Don't sweat it. Um, I would like to shout out, though, to the folks that have been listening. (laughs) Episode one, which was how emotionally immature parents and people-pleasing go together. Episode two was how to interact with emotionally immature parents and people. Thanks, y'all. Thanks for hanging in there and listening to those hearty masterclasses. So you are welcome to come pick up your psychology degree in the front office. It's waiting for you. (laughs) Whew. Yeah. Things have been a little serious for a while, but this episode is going to be a little different. Um, We are really going to work on how to begin deprogramming and deconditioning from emotionally immature parents and how they do things and how they think and how they've kind of trained us to do what they want us to do. So, okay, let me get you up to speed really quick. If you're not sure what emotional immaturity means or what it looks like in a relationship with a parent or another adult, here's the nitty-gritty. An emotionally immature parent's emotional experience is big, and those emotional experiences end up taking precedent in relationships and relationships with their kids. So what that could look like is your parent has big feelings, they have strong opinions, they kind of hold court, so to speak, like monologues at dinner, long lectures. An emotionally immature person, parent, really needs to be heard, seen, paid attention to, and they need other family members to take care of their emotional needs. They need 
other family members to comfort them and soothe them. So like if you're a kid and your parent comes home and they've had a stressful day at work and they're grouchy, right? But you're wanting to share your day with them. The emotionally immature parent might make a critical comment towards you, discount your experience, or even ignore what you're sharing. And they will take back the floor, okay? And they, they'll they vent or they'll complain about their day, and they are taking up all the space in the relationship at that point. They don't have the bandwidth, the emotional bandwidth, to have had a stressful day and be able to put that aside and listen or attend to your needs, your wants. Now, this isn't just a parent who's in a bad mood and has a stressful job or something. Like, emotionally immature parents consistently override your experience and make theirs take precedent. And it's emotional manipulation. They'll try to redirect you towards what they need from you. And they do this through shaming, criticism, ridicule, And I'm telling you, as a kid, this is super confusing uh, because we feel that sting of shame and criticism. And so we shrink back and we automatically go, oh my God, what did I do? What's wrong? You know, why are they upset with me? This is so uncomfortable. And at the same time, that emotionally immature parent is not saying it out loud, but they are asking us to rise above our kid experiences and take care of what they need. And it's actually, yeah, it's not a fair request, is it? And it does a number on us. I mean, we don't know any better. We're kids. So we just learn to adapt to our parents' moods, right? Maybe flying under the radar, being super good in school, um, giving into their emotional outbursts and doing whatever they want, you know, just so that the tension can be eased a bit. So all of this is prime, fertile ground for people-pleasing and perfectionism to take root. So I think that's going to get you up to speed right now. Just hit up those first two episodes in the series if you want to know more about this, if you're kind of like, oh, oh yeah, this is ringing some bells. Um, Okay, so now on to us and how to untangle from this early relationship conditioning. So this conditioning has taken you out of the driver's seat of your own life, which means you don't know you. And it makes sense that you've focused elsewhere and you haven't learned or listened to you in a while. You certainly won't get any judgment from me for keeping your inner world to yourself. I mean, when we are judged, criticized, ridiculed for having our own ideas and preferences, we we naturally learn to pull back and zip our lips and be cautious about expressing who we are, especially with our emotionally immature parent. So after years of this programming and hiding, we actually end up shutting off who we are to ourselves. And It's made us mistrust our inner world and even feel shame for thinking or feeling how we feel. So you can go ahead and guess that your self-confidence is just out the window with us, right? And think about this. When it's time for us to be kind of out of the family, out in the world, making our way, doing new stuff, creating relationships, making important decisions, you know, all the adult kind of things, well, we don't trust our inner experiences, So see how this leads us to being accommodating or deferring or apologizing or trying to do whatever the other person wants. But I want you to know, 
our inner worlds are ours. They are configured inside to guide us and only us to what is right for us. It's kind of like taste buds. Mine tell me I like these certain foods. Yours tell you you like those certain foods. So we literally have to be able to trust and rely on our inner experiences because they're our personal barometers or maps to what is safe, enjoyable, what's a fit for us, what's not. And if we're going to decondition ourselves, we need to be able to consult ourselves. And if you're going to let this pattern of people pleasing loosen up even a little bit, then you're going to need to learn you. Because whether you believe it right now or not, you have just the right wisdom and creativity to problem solve your life. And I mean, think about it. When you ask somebody for advice, it's like 50-50 that you're going to take it and do exactly what they subscribe. You, you run it through your personal inner experience filter anyway, whether you realize it or not, whether you trust yourself or not, you're still going to hear something and be like, hmm, do I do that or do I not? So this self-knowledge stuff, it is vital, right? Without self-knowledge, you will be in a constant internal ping pong match, trying to figure out if something is a yes or a no for you. And by the way, I'm going to leave you all a link in the show notes of the mini course about how to make decisions that addresses this specifically. So check it out. Okay. So developing and nurturing this relationship with yourself is imperative if you want the relationship with your emotionally immature parent to stop draining the life out of you. It is time to come back to yourself. Get out of autopilot. Learn your feelings, thoughts, and sensations. It is time to know how you personally work. <laughs> now, this stuff is going to seem elementary, okay? And it, it is. But listen, you've overlooked it. So these experiences, these things that naturally and innately rise in you to help you navigate life, you haven't been hearing the signals, right? And there's a lot of space between you and your inner wisdom. So I'm going to talk about three touch points that I want you to use to reintroduce you to you. And they are the body, the emotions, and the mind. Now, these are parts of you. They're your experience, and they make you who you are. And for the sake of this episode, they're going to be guidelines for you to begin getting to know yourself and practicing trusting what you hear and feel. And just so you know, you paying attention to yourself is not going to be that hard. (laughs) And here's why. You're dealing with yourself all the time. Like every single thing you do and feel and move towards or away from is because of some signal inside of you that tells you yes or no. So you're already checking in with yourself a thousand times a day. So why not put a little more active and intentional attention on it and use it to build a solid relationship with yourself? You getting to know you means you have access to your inner compass, barometer, map, whatever analogy that you relate to. And as much as we are trained to avoid our inner world through the experiences of our emotionally immature parents' upbringing, as much as we're not taught or encouraged to express our personal experiences (laughs) around our emotionally immature parent, we still have an inner compass. 
we still have gut feelings and strong opinions and personal preferences and specific tastes. You are still in there, okay? So it's time to excavate yourself. And without this inner compass or barometer, you will not consider yourself. And it will be too easy to overlook what works for you in relationships. I think about like whenever I do a values exercise, sometimes it can feel cheesy to be like, oh, like what are your values? But if you don't know what is important to you, what fuels you, what you personally believe and what you are feel like, like these are vital qualities in life, then you're a leaf in the wind. So it's time to build some inner self-knowledge that will lead you to inner self-guidance. Okay, so first, the body. Your body is your personal barometer. It does not lie. It is always in the present moment. It is simple in its communication of what is a fit and what isn't. And it is easily taken over by our minds. So I would like for you not to ignore your body anymore. So just quickly right now, this is how you stop ignoring your body. (laughs) See if you can notice one obvious physical sensation in your body. Are you cold? Do you have a headache? Are you tired? Just turn towards yourself and see what you're feeling right now. So listen, that's basically it. I know it sounds easy, but for some of us, it might be hard as hell because we aren't used to looking inside. We're used to ignoring and overriding our body sensations. And it's okay and normal even to feel a lot when you turn towards yourself and check in or feel kind of numb. But whatever you have going on, it's all good, okay? Just take it step by step. Take it slow. But begin to pull your attention back to you every once in a while. So here's an exercise that's going to help you with noticing your body. You're going to take something you do on autopilot like brushing your teeth. And you're going to bring curiosity and kind attention to the thing that you've done on autopilot 10,000 times. So the next time you brush your teeth, I just want you to notice, how are you holding the toothbrush? Are you gripping it like your life depends on it? What about the taste of the toothpaste? Do you do you even notice that it has a cool, refreshing taste? <laughs> What about the sound of the brushing? You'll hear that if you just quiet the mind. What about the sensation of you moving your shoulder and your arm back and forth as you you brush? Take note of that. Are you holding your breath when you do this? How about the rest of your body? How are your feet doing? Do they feel heavy, tingling, So this is it. You get the picture, right? You're just going to practice with something that is innocuous. I think brushing your teeth is amazing because it has, like, first of all, we do it twice a day so we can check in with it, but it has all of those different components to it that I know for me, if I forget to practice this mindfulness of the body exercise, in the morning I'm brushing my teeth, I'm already thinking about the day. In the evening when I'm brushing my teeth, I'm thinking about the next day. So I'm like future oriented with everything, right? So remember, the body's in the present. It does not lie. It's super simple. 
It says, I like this or I don't. Okay. On to our emotions. They are not super simple or straightforward. They are complicated and multi-layered and uh, often intense. And I don't know about you, but um, I like to have people help me with my emotions. <laughs> I like to talk about them. I like to express them. I like to get them out and uh, process them. And we haven't really been able to do that with our emotionally immature parent, have we? Uh, maybe we've even held back from sharing, expressing ourselves with other people for fear that we'll be judged or criticized. So we haven't really been able to have our feelings and we might have uh, kind of blocked them off or there might be a little dam of feelings built up back there. So I want you to do this feelings practice slowly and I want you to make it super easy on yourself. You're going to get a feeling wheel. You can pull one up on Google. You can download it. You can do whatever you want. But I want you to get a feeling wheel because I want you to have in front of you words that describe emotions, okay? And so here is your practice. I want you to notice your moods. (laughs) You probably have about 10 moods during the day. So I want you to let a mood catch your attention. Like, oh my God, I am so irritable right now. Ugh. Okay, great. Pull up that feeling wheel and pick three emotional words that go with that mood. Just start attaching emotion words, names of emotions to how you are feeling, to what you are experiencing. You are going to be paying attention to what you're feeling, which is what you needed your emotionally immature parent to do for you, and they didn't have the emotional bandwidth to do it. So you are going to start doing this for yourself. You're going to start letting your emotions signal something to you. And by pausing and noticing what that signal is and looking at your feeling wheel and picking a word that goes with what you're experiencing, you are directly telling yourself, hey, this is important. I hear you. I see you. I'm going to stop and I'm going to pay attention. This is all reparenting stuff, y'all. It's mindfulness as well. But you are letting yourself know, I'm interested in what my inner experience is. And I'm interested in it because it is my map. It is my barometer. It is my compass. And I have to rely on this. I have to pick up the signals clearly and pay attention to them and tell myself that they're important because I have to use these to move through my life. Okay, so start taking your emotions seriously and letting them let you know whether it's a fit or it's not a fit. Okay, we're moving into thinking. So because the emotional manipulation from our emotionally immature parent has been pervasive, it's seeped into our personal private thoughts and the long-term conditioning of criticism and shaming has really made us internalize the emotionally immature parent. Um, I mean, we do this because we want to be able to predict what they might want or say or do and then react ahead of time and kind of cut off the criticism and the shaming. And it's smart, really, to a degree. But what it definitely does is it ends up creating a 
pretty hearty inner critic that sounds like our emotionally immature parent. So now your inner critic, who you hear comment on literally everything that you do or say or think, begins to shame you and take your inventory and undermine you and expects perfection from you. And this is where we're going to focus our thinking. We're going to pay attention to the words that you say to yourself. You might have ingrained words like should, have to, always, never, everything, (laughs) kind of all or nothing type stuff. Or you might have phrases in your head like, why can't I? What's wrong with me? So this is all really fun stuff, right? Um, So for practice, what are some of the thoughts and sentences that you have on repeat? I don't want you to freak yourself out about paying attention and just go off and follow your mind all over the place. I just want you to use reflection. Like ask at the end of the day, how did I talk to myself today? What was the running commentary going on in my thoughts today? How did I treat myself when this thing happened today? The mind can tie us up in knots. And I know, like, I think about it as like, I just get on a roundabout and I never take any exit off, right? And especially when I'm being critical towards myself, I can just hammer down on myself for not doing something the right way the first time. So please approach your thinking as a scientist and just collect the data. Make it as benign as possible. Now, I know when we start to get into this, a body, body sensations, we haven't really paid attention, we can feel a lot, or we can be like, I can't feel anything, what's wrong with me? And when we get into the emotions, we might kind of capture a data point (laughs) when we're at the crest of a wave of an emotion. Uh, When we're thinking something, we can be, you know, just listen to the story of that internal commentary for 10 minutes before we're like, oh my God, I just completely lost myself. All of that is fine. We are just getting curious and we're bringing kind, intentional attention to our experiences, okay? The essence of all of this is that you're exploring what you think and feel and you get to drive this exploration, That's the point. You're in the driver's seat. It's not going to be about what the other person wants you to feel or think. It's about you reintroducing yourself to your inner experience. I'm not asking you to go out and in a crowd of people say, I am feeling anxious right now. (laughs) This is all about you. Just kind of coming back into you and recognizing like, oh, okay, this is what's been going on for me for a while now. The first step to changing anything is awareness, and that's all we're doing. Turning our kind and intentional attention towards ourselves and being curious about what it's like to be us. That's all I got for you today, friends. It's enough. (laughs) Checking in with the body, the emotions, and the thoughts. That's enough. So put your scientist hat on. See if you can just collect the data and get curious about being yourself. This is about us coming back to us. All right. 
that's it for the series of Emotionally Immature Parents. Be sure to check out the show notes for the little mini course around making decisions. And I'm going to follow up with you guys in a couple of weeks. All right. Peace out, lasers. Hey, thanks so much for listening. If this has been helpful for you, I'd so appreciate it if you could take a moment and just rate and review, and then others might be able to find us more easily. And please also share with friends that could use this information too. Okay, thanks again. And I look forward to sharing more episodes with you in the future. Take care.